Hello and welcome to Put a Cork in It, hosted by yours truly, Monica Toby, who has zero credibility in the podcast world, but is trying to make it big. This podcast was created for unfiltered conversation, which always leads to cringy comments, sound advice, and obviously a lot of laughter. So come along for the ride and listen to a podcast that will leave you in a better mood than when you started. What is up, guys? Welcome back to Put a Cork in It official. I am my, my deepest apologies for missing episodes recently. I have been just so slammed with work and Monica has been gracious enough to let me off the hook and take guests on solo, which, uh, you know, I commend her for. Um, it's good to be back and, you know, started a new job this week. Uh, it's less hours than the one I was working before. So, you know, we're gonna have some more flexibility to play around here and, you know, pump out some really good content for you guys. But I'm doing really well. Mon, how are you doing? I'm honestly doing really well, too. I have had some job developments that we are going to share at a later time but I would say you and I are really in this like job post-graduation high a little bit maybe mine is like a re-high if that's something I can say but yours is just beginning I'm so happy for you I think people are applauding right now listening if you are applauding you know please I, I appreciate it I you know I do, I do the work day in, day out, and, you know, it feels good to be respected and uh, validated, so I appreciate it. <laughs> you just sounded like Michael Scott. I'm over it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so you may be thinking, oh, no, this is about to be another podcast about adulting because Austin now feels like he's a full-on adult. Well, you're incorrect. We are not doing that. Some of you are sighing with relief. Some of you are upset, you know, maybe you could use some tips, but we talk about adulting pretty much every episode. So I'm sure you can find a chunk of wisdom somewhere in there. I promise. Instead, we're bringing back around a topic that we talked about. Oh my gosh, almost a year ago. Honestly, I think if everyone needs to take a moment, it's a year since we all entered the queue, aka quarantine and I mean, how did that hit you this week? I honestly felt a little sad because I lived it up in the queue. The queue was a much different experience for me. You were with all your friends. I was back home with the family. All my friends had decided to go home. Whereas I was like, hey, maybe we all stay and make the most of this. And they were like, nah, see ya, man. We're outie. And I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, but reliving the week before the quarantine was interesting all my housemates and i were we, we just kept saying wow this time a year ago everything was normal and then we had no idea what was about to hit us oh my gosh isn't that weird and like looking at pictures i can't help but look at myself and be like sweetie you don't know what's coming i'm glad you had your final happy moments like i would love to know what you did i went to a Dan and Shay concert. And that was the last big thing. Maybe like two or three days later, everything came to crap. So that was my last hurrah without knowing, which I feel like was great. Um, but what was your last, I guess, really fun or really public thing that you did? I believe it was attending the indoor Mid-American Conference Track and Field Championships at Akron. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know 
Carly is a cross country and track and field runner for Miami. She was running and she ended up getting a bronze medal in the 3K, which is the best finish she's ever had in the MAC, which is a big deal if you don't know anything about collegiate track and field. I personally love watching track. Like I could sit there all day and literally watch people throw things, jump over things, jump far, run races. It's all super interesting to me. Um, Earlier this week, we just had um, a relay for Miami hit All-American status at the Indoor National Championships, and one of our guys was 0.01 seconds from being a national champ in the 800. He got second. What the um, heck? So we were going nuts over here in Oxford, but that was the last big thing um, that I did publicly was attend a track meet, which you might think sounds terrible, but I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I grew up going to my sister's track meets and I always had a great time. So I think it sounds pretty fun. I hated the cross country. My mom made me run to all these different spots to see her for like 0.3 seconds. And you know me, I came for the concession sand food. So like picture sixth grade me running with like a tin of nachos. Like it's just not a vibe. It's not going to work out for you in the end, you know, the cross country is, it's all about like championship races. Cause like everything else is just like, I don't feel like running around seeing like who's in the pack and like who's leading this race right now. Exactly. You just care about the, the start is so cool because everyone starts running at the same time. You're like, wow, majestic. And then the end is really cool because people are literally sprinting sometimes to figure out what place they get but the middle is just like that's why they're in the woods no one cares you know it's tough and you know carly loves absolutely loves cross country so i'm not going to dog it too much but i would personally much rather be in the bleachers watching a track than running around a cross-country course uh yeah can confirm can confirm. anyway any hoozle just in case you had missed your um your daily dose of track information um go hawks anyway we decided after much consideration and i'm going to put emphasis on much i don't think we've ever debated what we should talk about more than this week so this was heavily um discussed and planned so basically what we're going to talk to you guys about is something we've you know talked about a year ago today which was summer flings if you remember talked about it with rebecca and miranda my roommates at the time but we're kind of introducing a different topic here. And it's actually the spring fling. And basically what Austin and I are going to be doing is giving you the do's of how to make a spring fling go to a summer fling to then possibly be a relationship in the fall. That's right, we're giving you a step-by-step -step guide. Maybe we should make a book, a pamphlet. I don't know, brochure. Yeah. You know, uh, we're going to write a book and it's going to be adapted into, you know, an informational instructional video that like would have been like a VHS tape back in the day oh <laughs> and, and get lost forever. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Okay, so that's the plan, everyone. Anyway, so in terms of a summer fling, if you need a reference for that, that would be episode four of season one, people. So that's a TBT. Um, and it's very simple to find. It's called How to Summer Fling. So it's not rocket science here. But today, we want to give you the progressions because college students 
or post-college people, maybe you're in this weird vibe of like, you just met someone that you're kind of feeling and you're like, wow, poor timing. This summer, I'm going on a lot of vacations for people who are already out of school. For people who are still in school, you're like, I'm leaving the mutual place where we both are. And so we're kind of going to give you the ins and outs of how to really leave college or wherever you are feeling okay about distance, you know, and feeling okay about, I think this person actually likes me and they're not going to go rogue and, you know, ghost me, which we all know is a unfortunate reality these days. Have you ever been ghosted, Austin? I feel like, no. Um, it's possible that I've been ghosted back in the early high school days. Um, that just makes me sad that you can say that, honestly. If, if, if we are going to say that, I mean, that was over six years ago, seven years ago. So um, take that as you will. I don't know. I don't know if I, I mean, I, I definitely enjoy like not having to go through the hoops and everything, but like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like there's, there's parts of my game that I could have worked on, but like, you know, playing a different game now. So <laughs> this is for Austin in high school. He would have preferred to have these tips. Yes, definitely. Okay. So listen, we're going to dive right in. Okay. For some of you, this may be nerve wracking, you know, maybe you don't want to address that you actually have a summer fling situation going on. And this is your sign that it needs to be discussed. Okay. Personally, I don't have a summer fling right now. Sorry, spring fling. Do I wish that I had a spring fling? Yes, because they are so much more fun than a summer fling because a spring fling is like, you didn't see it coming. It's at the end of the school year. It's just like good vibes. I mean, you know, spring and college, it's just fun. You're getting out of the cold, drudgy vibes of college. And now you're like entering into being outside and throwing the pigskin, you know? Mm. So <laughs> The flip-flops come out, you know, sunglasses come back, shorts come back, you know, yeah. tank tops come back. You know, if you're a guy, maybe that basketball jersey comes back, Ooh. you know, All the definitely girls. a vibe all the girls are laying out in the in their backyards front yards when it's like 60 degrees and you're like this is questionable but it was just 20 so this feels like 80 so we're good yeah. here but the the big difference here mon is with the spring fling we know that there's potential yes we, we know that there's an avenue for you know a bigger commitment here whereas the summer fling you know it's way too up in the air to call that stuff. Absolutely. Yes. So, and wouldn't you say it would be way more meaningful for someone to find interest in you in the spring versus the fall because they know the seasons, okay? They know that spring means school is ending. So the fact that they are choosing to maybe show interest is kind of bold. And like you said, maybe a little bit more serious. And I think here's where we get into today's discussion because, you know, interest is good, but like what type of interest are we talking about? Because that is going to be a telltale sign of if it's meant to be or if it's not meant to be. Exactly. And that is why this conversation is differing from the summer fling conversation because we're not looking for the red flags here. We're not looking for how you know it's a summer fling or if it's not. 
a spring fling, we're focusing on how do you know you can even call it a spring fling? Because is this person actually looking to even have a fling with you? Or did they just say, I like your shirt and you run into that basically. So we are going to tell you guys how to spring fling correctly, how to fling yourself. <laughs> how to fling yourself with Austin and Mon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So first things first, I'm going to go the typical route. The typical route is that the guy shows interest first. Now, to the gals who say that's annoying, Monica, why'd you go there? Strictly talking about statistics, girls. This is normally how it starts. So Austin, tell me what you think works when it comes to guys showing interest. That doesn't necessarily mean making a specific move, but how is the best way to show interest? And this can be from already friend level or you just kind of know of each other. What have you observed amongst your friends in your own life? So typically, you know, the flings occur with, you know, existing relationships that you already have. Uh, I mean, sometimes, you know, spur of the moment meet someone with mutual friends is another big thing. We've, we talked about this previously, but um, I would say that, you know, it's just, it's, it happens in a different light. You weren't like, huh this person wasn't really thinking about them this way. And now here we are in a different light, maybe the spring light, if you will, with, with the sunshine coming back. But one of the best ways to show interest is you're, if you're a guy, is, you know, just start having conversations with them in person. You know, it's starting to get nice out. Maybe that's at an outdoor gathering, especially now with COVID still, you know, stay outside, social distance, whatever. Um, Basically, just show that you are listening to them, show that you care what's going on in their life, ask them, you know, hey, it's been so long, like, what is new with you? And then big brownie points for the next time that you see them, remember what you asked them about and bring it back up. I've been told that I'm very good at that. And, you know, I take pride in that. You score a lot of points that way. That was pristine. I have nothing to add. So basically the layout of this conversation is me going to say, this is how the girl should probably respond to the male and vice versa. Listen, this is not me speaking from, I do this perfectly slash I definitely don't. You guys know me. I am a big bark, no bite type of gal. I get very nervous and I know what I should do theoretically, but what I actually do typically isn't what I know I should do. So with that in mind, um, so Austin just laid that out perfectly. So as the girl, do not shut this man down. Be like, haha, yeah, I'm good. And then like run away or look for another friend to save you. If you kind of could see yourself having a conversation with this guy, but it's kind of awkward because maybe you don't talk that much one-on-one, -on -one, don't give in to the uncomfortableness. Just kind of be like, okay, he came over and talked to me, singled out conversation with me, whether that's within a group or literally just you two. And just kind of roll with it, answer the questions. And here's what I'm going to say, ask something back. I think girls kind of suck and just want the guy to keep the conversation going sometimes, but you got to keep the conversation going by you asking a question back. And I think remembering goes vice versa. I think that guys probably really appreciate that as well. 
And I feel like no one, no guy has told me that up front, but I feel like when I have remembered something and asked about it in a conversation, they've always had this face of like, wow, can't believe you remembered that. Would you say that's true? I would say it's true. Not only did you remember, but you cared enough to ask me about it, putting the conversation back in my hands. Uh, just it's a it's a two way street here, folks. And, you know, something else I would say is like definitely use like context clues and body language to your advantage. Like, oh, was this like a weird question to ask? Maybe I don't bring this up next time or like, oh, no, this was super comfortable. And like, we both enjoyed like this moment we shared together, I could revisit this type thing. But I would agree, Mon, it is, it is nice to feel listened to. And, you know, not only to be listened to, but to be remembered, and then followed up with. Yes. Okay, which brings me to the next guide step that we are going to, which is You've had the initial interaction and it went well, okay? Both people participated in the conversation. It was good. The girl left being like, wow, kind of like him. That was kind of cool. And the guy left being like, wow, that was worth it, putting myself out there to talk to her. So what is the next step? And you can kind of put this either way on the guy or the girl, whatever you think is the next step. Next steps. Um... I mean, it kind of just depends on situations. You know, do you know when you're going to see them next? If yes, like wait till that situation to, to you know, engage again in conversation and then maybe make a move there if, if you're feeling a little frisky. Or it's like, hey, I have no clue when I'm going to see this person next. Maybe I should get their social medias or get their phone number and, you know, ask them if they'd want to do something sometime. That might be a good thing to have in mind in the initial conversation it's like okay like our paths don't cross like every weekend so maybe i should you know get this girl's number and ask her if she's doing anything next week or or etc yes okay let's talk about the timing of these things if you had a conversation with this girl on a friday afternoon then follow her on instagram friday afternoon friday night Definitely follow, find the social media if you're not already doing that pretty close to after you've met because then it's not creepy. It makes sense, shows that you were thinking about them enough to follow them on Instagram, good vibes. But I think you brought up something very important, which is if you know you're going to see them again soon, don't feel like you have to make a move texting wise or like number wise. I think you kind of wait to have another good in-person conversation, especially if it's guaranteed to happen within the next couple of days, week max, which I feel like if you're involved in a club or some type of sport that hangs out with other sports and, or like class, I think that you can kind of count on a few in-person interactions before you have to take it to like a text or a, I don't know, like some type of initiating a hangout. I agree. And it's not something that I've really put much thought into, you know, previously to talking about this now, but in my head, it makes a lot of sense. You know, if you know, you're going to see the person next, like it's, it's much less pressure, you know, in person is always better than like over text. You never know who's on the other end of the phone. Like it could, they could be having a really bad day and then like it just fizzles out. Whereas like 
you see that in person, you can gauge how they're doing, you know, body language, et cetera. So use all those things to your advantage. And I think a good way to wrap up a conversation, you know, we've all been there where it's like, all right, we're running out of things to talk about. Like maybe you should move on to the next person, but like want to keep this interest there. That's when you ask for like a social media or like a phone number or like, Hey, it was really great catching up with you. Like, uh, I'll see you when I see you next, if you know what that is, or like, uh, I'll be reaching out to you or, or something. Yes. Oh my gosh. And how is, that's pretty, um, I'd say it's a hot take because most people would say when the conversation is naturally dying down, they see that as still like a negative or an awkward thing. But we all know conversations naturally have to end or you have to like rip the plug, you know? So if it naturally comes to an end, I think that's a great sign of like you both were satisfied with the conversation. And if no one's like upset, then I think that's literally the perfect time to be like, hey, love to get your number or better yet, hey, what are you doing this week? I'd love to get a group of people together um, that we've been hanging out with to go blank. I think it's better to go with the group situation first than to go with a one-on-one hang because maybe that just goes to show, hey, I am interested, but I'm also not creepy because sometimes I think if you don't know someone super well, and they ask you for the one-on-one hand, hang right away, you get a little, it kind of stops the progress. I think that happens more so with a younger audience than an older audience, um, you know, and especially if you weren't already connected before, or if you were mutual people put together, etc. Yes, exactly. And if we're looking at this in a timeline, Let's say this all started the day, the date it is today of this recording. So, you know, we're mid-March. You're not going to wait a million years to make this move, okay? You have to start talking to this girl. The girl needs to start showing interest. You don't have time to play games, guys. And that's on both sides, okay? Girls, don't act like you're not interested. That's dumb. And it makes them confused and then makes the guys back off, to which slows the whole progress. So just naturally show that you're interested so that this can move along to where you are in prime position in May to have a DTR, AKA define the relationship to then move on to like, Hey, we're going to date in the summer, but let's not skip ahead. Okay. So now we're at like a group hang. We've initiated a group hang. Maybe we ran into them again. We're hanging out in person. You would have definitely ran into them again if you initiated the group hang, but continue. Yes, yes, sorry. So now, like, the vibes are getting obvious, okay? People are like, oh, my gosh, do you like him? Or, hey, saw that you were talking to so-and-so a lot. Like, I can literally hear my friends' voices right now. And when it comes to that point, that's when you can kind of start being like, okay, I'm actually going to show my interest in this person some way or another. And this is where I think it can be the boy or the girl, just like I said at the beginning. And I think, I want to say it's still majority the guy makes the move at this point, but I do think it's becoming more popular for the girls. Um, Someone needs to say something like, hey, do you want to hang out and get, you know, lunch? Do you want to go for a walk? Whatever. Low stress environments, 
getting ice cream is perfect here. I like the going for a walk thing. Um, you know, dinner is a little, it could be a little much. Yeah. Unless it's like a, like, unless you know, like there's a certain place that they like that's super chill, like perhaps like a drive-in or like, Ooh. you know, something, something very easy, you know, quick food, not a lot of waiting time type things. That is key here. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I'm not picturing like low lighting, kind of have to dress up. Like we're wanting something casual. Very casual. And guys, you know, make it easy for them to say yes. You know, not something that's going to take up an entire half of a day type yes. thing. Like let them, you know, like an hour, hour 30 max type thing. And then like, think, you know, take, take the situation as it is given to you yes maybe ask like hey are you free sometime this week even and they could be like sure i mean they also could say no and you could overread into that but here's the thing if a girl says no i'm not really free this week but it gives you other options that's still a green light okay but if she just says no and really doesn't give you any other dates available that might be a determinant that this girl is not your spring fling okay and that's all right that's all right because spring flings as much as they are more serious than a summer fling they're a little bit more testy with like if they can actually you know you don't have enough time to really dilly dally here i agree mon so after that initial hang Okay. Let's get to the signs that it's like, all right, this is going somewhere versus, all right, this is just a fling. What, what are we doing here? Exactly. This is where this whole process that Austin and I just described very well, I might add, because this is all just naturally flowing out. That's the fling stage. And that's okay. Like we want that. We want the spring fling butterflies. Ooh, don't know what this is going to be. We want that vibe. That is key. But now we're entering this phase where we've got to get out of that. We've got to move towards a little bit more serious vibes, okay? So I'm assuming we're at the part where the one-on-one -on -one hang went well. I would say so. Would you say it's a key that someone on the date says, wow, we should do this again? Yes, but there's so much opportunity <laughs> to read into that that I'm not really the biggest... I don't like leaving things at chance being like, we should do this again. It should be like a definite, like there's a plan in action. For example, I, when I first had my initial hangout with Carly is when I asked her to prom and, you know, it was, it went really well. Like we knew, like we would both have really like a lot of fun together. And the initial hangout low stress was, a conversation that came up was like I had never seen any James Bond movies so she was like oh my gosh you should come over like we have literally all the James Bond movies like our family's obsessed with them type thing and you know we watched the movie and like we're talking and getting to know each other and it turns out like we both really loved you know classic rock music you know we found a lot of common ground and it was like this was different because we knew we were going to prom together, but, you know, we, we knew that there was something that we could do um, moving forward. I'm trying to remember what it was. Okay. So 
my brother was just a freshman at college and he had a track meet at Ohio State. We had an off weekend that week with the track meet. So I was like, hey, like there's the track meet that day. Everyone's going down to watch. Like, why don't we go out to lunch beforehand and then go to the meet together type thing? So good. Casual, a group meetup, not going to take up the whole day, just being you two. Yes. And the lunch place was the melts. It's like a grilled cheese place, like famous, like in Columbus. Uh, very, very good stuff. Like super cash again. Like I pretty much had a heart attack on bread and French fries. It was awesome. So to, to answer your question, when the date is going well, if you found some sort of common ground and you know you're both vibing off each other, set something up there. Hey, I like, oh my gosh, you love this restaurant. I love this restaurant. Would you want to go sometime like together type thing? Find that common ground, guys. Women too. Yes, and capitalize on the common ground. This is where I think women can say it and it will be super natural and flow. Is like, if you say, oh my gosh, we've both never been to this coffee shop. That is like a wide open gate for wow, let's go to this coffee shop together. Like, do you think sometime you'd want to, you know, like so easy and chill. I think you answered the question before I even asked it of the, we should do this again sometime is outdated, lousy, unclear. Lazy. Lazy as well, I'm going to add. So I think Austin's completely right. Make a specific plan. I think that's not like weird or ruins the vibe. I think that makes the other person really excited and makes them understand, okay, if we're talking about progress, that shows both parties are still interested and ready to move forward and make things, dare I say, a little bit more serious. But Mon, what is, what's gonna happen? What's it gonna look like when, you know, the first date maybe wasn't going as well as you hoped? So this actually brings up a hot take that I asked people the other day sitting around the table. Cause you know me, my whole life is kind of the podcast. I'm constantly trying to churn up these conversations that most of the time are about dating. If a first date goes bad, are you supposed, like what's the rule of thumb here? Like if a first date goes bad, are you supposed to say, oh, you know, lots of different things could be going on. I, I'm gonna give them another chance. Or is it like, no, that seriously was just so bad. I can't do it again. Obviously there's a line there. You know, if there was something rude said or just overall you hated it, definitely don't go on a second date. But if it was just like a little awkward and you weren't really sure how to feel about it, there's really nothing wrong. Do you go on another one? Because in the spring fling stage, it's like, what is there to lose? But at the same time, kind of a lot. I don't know. I also want to insert something here. You know, we talked about like, is this a fling? Like, does this have potential? You know, for for the girls, like, look at what this guy is presenting to you. Like, is this something that like a couple would be doing? Or is this something that two people that are just kind of hanging out would be doing? Like, is he like just asking you to Netflix and chill? Or like, are you guys like, being seen in public together. I'm just trying to throw out some scenarios there. 
kind yeah. of the red flag sort of idea. I love a good red flag. Yeah, I think that's very accurate. I think if he's like not telling anybody, like no one really knows, you guys are doing things that are so secretive, like you're not doing anything in public, like all of your hangouts are in private. I think that's not spring fling potential. I think you started out as a fling and now it's a dud. It's a spring dud and you need to get out. But in terms of, I think I'm just going to answer my own question about the first date. If they were like kind to you, treat, this is for both sides, treated you well, asked you good questions, maybe just seemed a little nervous. Maybe things were awkward at times. I think that awkward is not a no. I think you should give it another try. I think that's my rule of thumb that I'm making right now. You know, you never know what's going on some days. You know, it, it might just be too much to handle. You weren't prepared mentally. You know, something came up during, you know, X, you know, low-key casual event type thing. Um, perhaps seeing an old X, like that's never fun. Um, so I would say give the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know, like if there's like potential where it is, you know, just based off like how much you connect with another person. Um, but also, you know, like, if it's really not going to happen ever again. And when, when you know that, don't waste each other's time. I just feel like, hey, I, I did enjoy tonight, but I, I would rather just be friends. I, the, the poor friend zone thing comes into play here. But it's like, hey, like, I really value our friendship over this. And I don't think I'm comfortable like with what could potentially be if we became more than friends. I hope you can respect that type of thing. And that hurts in the moment, but it's it's going to be way less hurt the uh, earlier on it happens. Yeah. And I think, I don't even think that's friend zoning. I think that's just being honest, honest and respectful. Friend zoning is when you lead someone on and then last minute you're like, never liked you blah, blah, blah. So I think that that's good. Being clear is good. Um, and you just, guys, you got to feel that out. We can't give you a rule of thumb, thumb as to whether you're actually vibing or not to go on the second date. But I would say when in doubt, go on a second one, because then you can be extra sure. But all right, the second one-on-one -on -one goes well. Okay. And now we're in like this April time. Okay. And like I said, we're not wasting anybody's time here. Austin said his whole thing about saying, I see you as a friend. I really enjoyed this, but I just see you as a friend. That is exactly what you should be doing all the time, but especially in a spring fling situation, because there's no time to waste. I will continue to reiterate that. <laughs> okay. So now we have a second successful date with the person and it's April. Okay. You both know the end of the semester's coming. You know it's coming on so here's my thing when the heck especially in the spring like in the fall you have all the time in the world to tell them you like them there's literally no rush but in a spring fling i mean do you tell them you're you like them the third date the however like the month you've been hanging out i don't know it's a good question mon and i think that you know, honesty and vulnerability is a big, big factor here. Um, if, if I'm in that situation and I'm the guy, you know, 
uh, I would probably say something like as I'm dropping her off or like on the ride home, like, hey, listen, like, I really am enjoying spending time with you. Like, I want to continue to spend time with you. Like, what do you think about that type thing versus like, um, oh, basically just saying like, yeah, that was fun. Can't wait to like hang out with you like this weekend or whatever. Like, don't put it off. Like, just yeah. be open, be vulnerable, be like, hey, like, do you see, do you have intentions of seeing this go somewhere? Are you interested in that? Am I jumping up the wrong tree here? Yes. You know, what are we doing here? And I think some good warning signs, or not warning signs, some good signs or positive signs, green flags, if you will, sure. you know, if she's telling her friends about it, you know, maybe she's posting on her snap story while you two are together, you know, public signs that like you two are spending time together is always good. And this goes both ways. Um, you know, like, did she post a picture of Instagram with you? Like, did you post one about her? Like so <laughs> many, like, I feel, I feel like we're in high school talking like this, but I do, like, I do. you yeah. know, these, these things go, you know, a long way in some people's heads. So, you know, are they being secretive? Are they not? Like, are they being very open? Or are they being kind of guarded? Like, what's yeah. the deal here? Yeah, I think that's true. I think if you feel it, then you should say it. Obviously, we're not saying that you should be saying, I love you, okay? Or like, wow, I want to marry you one day. No. We're saying... I like you. I like where this is going. And I hope that we keep going how we are. You know, that is a safe statement. I think the I like you is a little bit risky. But I think overall, it's a safe statement to say. And worst case scenario, they say I don't feel the same way. I was actually gonna tell you the opposite thing. And then you're free for the summer. Okay. But I think that's very key. I also think something that you said that was important is like, I don't want to say social media is huge, but I think that is a confirmer that they want people to know you're together. And also, I think don't feel obligated to post them. Do it if it's like natural and it's like fun. Don't feel like you have to impress other people. Or if you're the guy, be like, oh, she would really love this. Like, do it if you want to, you know? Um, but I think that was a good point. There's little signs there. So that should be confirming that they're also digging the direction that things are going. I, I want to circle back to the actual like confrontation for lack of a better word. Um, I had a thought basically like I'm trying to figure out like the best way to word this. Um, I don't know if it is like, hey, I really enjoy spending time with you like I'd like to continue or like I think the word intentions are really good yes. um like what what was your what are you hoping to like get not necessarily get out of this that might be a little high pressure um <laughs> but it's like hey like I really enjoy spending time with you I'm just curious as to like what you see this as type thing the DTR, if you will. Ding, ding, ding. The DTR. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's not, I think, don't, first of all, don't have the DTR in the middle of the date. Incorrect. Austin was so right. The drop off, 
the walk to the car. I don't know. Definitely the ending of whatever you guys are doing is key. And then I think the DTR happens, but this is key. A DTR is not, we're for sure dating over the summer. We're going to do this, that, and the other. Can you commit to me that we're going to be together for four months from now? It's like, no, a DTR is saying, I like you. I would like this to keep going at the pace it is. I recognize that the end of the year is coming up, but I would love to just keep doing what we're doing now. And the other person says, yeah, me too. And then I want to say, I don't know, we're like two months in at this point. I think if you want to have the official DTR, like a few hangouts later, that's like, I really want you to be my boyfriend. I really want you to be my girlfriend vibe. I would say that's not rushed because if I was a doctor and this was like my expertise of like disease or something, I would highly recommend the treatment of it's better to make it official before the summer than to leave it kind of like, okay, we both said we like each other, but no one ever said, are we taking this as a relationship into the summer? Because that's what this whole podcast is about is guaranteeing that you're taking something into the summer that's confirmed not that you're taking a spring fling to be a extended spring fling we want the spring fling to end in relationship by may and i kind of want to make make a point here it may not be a month thing but it might be like how many times have you guys spent time together like it's not like because two months could be four dates it could be eight dates like are you guys hanging out multiple times a week like what does that look like so so i don't think it's it's good to express this in terms of months but in terms of just like time or occasion spent with the other person um but i would agree that there there is definitely like a all right this is like date number four or five six type thing and like that's where the questions start to arise of like, all right, are there like positive feedback signs here? Are there not? What are we, what are we doing here type thing? But you definitely want to go into the summer having it defined versus, you know, separating and leaving it up to chance, which, you know, I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's highly unlikely that it will lead somewhere if that's the case. Very much so. And you don't want to have a summer of like pining after someone that you think might still be into you, but then like genuinely isn't, but you just don't know. And then you get back to school and it's like, man, this sucks. Like they don't even look my direction. So I think it's always important to just get that confirmer. And sometimes that's going to be a no. Okay. And that means that you had a spring fling and that there's a period at the end of that. But, you know, some for the lucky ones, it's a spring fling that blossoms into a full-on relationship, people. And so that's what I'll say. I mean, the spring fling is obviously definitely more recommended than the summer fling. Man, if you're having a summer fling this summer, good luck. I get exhausted even thinking about it. Shoot for the spring fling, people. That's where it is. The spring fling is the vibe, more potential there. But, you know, if you're not looking for something long-term and you're looking for a little fling, maybe the summer fling is for you. We're not here to judge. We're just here to give you options, people. (laughs) We're not judging you, but we are. But we are. Okay. 
So I wish I had like a good spring fling story to share to wrap this up, but I don't. So I hope this is helpful for you guys. I hope this feels different than the summer fling episode. I mean, it has to. Recalling what we said back then, I mean, yikes. I hope this is helpful for those who are in this situation to give you the courage to take the next steps, you know, just take the next right step and I promise you'll survive. Guys, let us know if you if you did think this was correct. Where were we right? Where were we wrong type of thing? You know, follow us at Put a Cork in an Official. But, you know, as we like to wrap up every podcast episode with the traditional, what have you been loving lately? And, um, Mon, do you have something in mind or would you like me to go first? How do you want to do this? And I would like you to go first if you have something. I can go first. I recently decided that I'm not going to eat grilled chicken every night. And, you know, the weather's getting warmer. Just deciding to get more variety in the kitchen. So, like, this week is insane. Like, I got pork tenderloin. I got some steaks. I got some salmon. Um, you know, got a lot of fresh vegetables and fruits for some fruit smoothies. Um, really changing up the vibe, you know, dare I say a little bit more healthier options, ah. um, trying to get away from that junk food, you know, sun's about to come out. It like, this would be like spring break time, yeah. you know, and you know, my brother's wedding's coming up. So, you know, I gotta be, gotta be looking good for the <laughs> wedding. So. Yeah, that's 100% accurate. Um, I would say I've really been liking a good walk and talk. Whether that's with another person or what I've really been liking, or sorry, should I say loving, is calling someone and doing the walk and really killing two birds with one stone. I've really been enjoying that. Puts me in a better mood. Really helps if like I can't get a full workout in to know that I at least got a good long walk in, you know? So, and you know, girls, I just talk and talk. So you can get a lot of miles in and a good conversation with a friend. So that's what I've been loving lately. Definitely follow us on the Instagram, put a cork in it official. I think we're going to put out a little poll as to whether this was helpful for you guys. So that way we can get some feedback. Like Austin was saying, you know, a little teacher student response situation. Do we give a little teaser for what's to come next week? I think we do. We are having, um, well, do we say the name? We don't say the name. That would, that would give it all away. We're having a friend who is mutually connected to us in a million ways, which could be anyone. Um, (laughs) But they are coming on to talk about how they have learned so much in terms of what it means to actually fill yourself, to fill your life with things that fill you with joy um, and that give you rest and that just give you purpose and kind of the journey that they took to get there because it wasn't always easy. It was rough at first. So I think that's really exciting because I think all of us really suck at taking a second to reflect on what um, makes us feel full in life. So I'm very excited about it. I love a little teaser. Great tease. Um, Thank you. Thank you. And so guys, be intentional as you listen to the intention song play out. Be intentional with your spring Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.